Welcome back to the Tower Hill Podcast with Pat and Mike. In this week's episode, Pat and I discuss the three skills that make a practice turn into a business. Hey, good morning, brother. Hey, good morning. It's Friday again. Yep. Just like every single time we record the podcast. Every day in Tower Hill is Friday. Yeah. Well, for those who listen, who only listen to the podcast, it's just every every day is Friday. Yeah. What's great is you get to listen to it on Monday and it's Friday. Yeah, it's it's like whoa, it's fantastic. I'm either transported or Tuesday, whenever you. Yeah, whenever whenever we we actually get whenever it, up. we get around to getting. Yeah, this out. and or when Nick you does. decide to listen to it, he's just slacking. All right, let's rock. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Do today? this. Um, let's talk about skills. All right, so so can I can I can I throw something at you? Uh, yeah. All right, so let's Give me, make it sure it's soft toss. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to knock this one out of the park. Now, here's the thing. We so I love I love the idea of skills. We've been working with our our incubation specialist, our incubator here for summer, what we call basically our summer intern program. But really what they're doing is is focusing on business plans on different pieces of or subsets of the business. Mm-hmm. So we've got one of one of the guys working on a, an entire luxury market side of the stuff, which is really cool. Danny's doing that and and so He's he's running with a business plan in that very specific way, um, and and Nick is working on another company altogether, which will roll out to all of you at some point here, as well. And it's been really interesting because one of the main pillars of what we talk about are skills, right? Mm-hmm. So what do we have? The the way in which I like to think about skills are, and the question we'll ask these guys is okay. So what do you what do we have or what do you have? that you can trade with in the market in order to create value. Mm-hmm. When you create value, then revenue takes care of itself. Right. If you're not able to trade with something in the market, you don't have enough skills yet. You have to go acquire skills. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to ask you, because you've started a business on your own, you've been part of of, of starting Tower Hill and, and, and being integral on the CFO side of, of Kilner Group, and in our other companies, in in getting companies off the ground, I'm going to throw this one at you. Hopefully, it's a softball. Maybe you'll totally botch it. I don't know. But what are the three skills that every business needs to have to trade with in the market? What what, what do you have to master in order to know that you're going to be 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 able to have any success? That that was that's a very softball. Seriously? Yeah, that's soft toss. Okay, yeah, we'll I got see what this. you got. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, as you asked me the question, I was thinking of Lawrence Hornbake. Lawrence is our director of sales in Northern Virginia for the Killer Group. Yeah. And we kind of gave him a hard time after the podcast. It was, his answers were excellent. But every time you, you or I asked him a question, he would say, that's an excellent question, Pat. It is an excellent And then question. he would go on. So, uh, and I, it totally put me on a safe island. So great. I'm going to, I'm going to channel my inner Lawrence and say, that's an excellent question. Oh, thank you. Pat. But it's an easy one. Usually. It's an easy one. Okay. And that's why it's so excellent, because I can answer. So three skills that an organization has to have to be successful. Yeah. Right. So so the first one is your craft, right? Your the sort of the profession. Your technical you know, ability to your technical do something ability, well. Ability, yeah. So techne in Greek. Uh-huh. Um, all you Greek scholars. Yeah. Thank you, Danny, for that. Danny Rudin. For, for consulting with us on that one. Yep. Then you also have to have a platform to tell your story. Okay. So traditionally, marketing or lead gen 
right? Yeah. Would be would fit what the, into what that. the Gary V's of the world talk about and when they call it a media company, right? Right. Your, yeah. Your platform to get the word out about what you do. Yeah. Every company has to have a subset that is the media company within it, right? To yeah. tell their story. And then awesome. The last thing, and this really is what separates a a practitioner from an organization, right? A business mm-hmm. is scalable systems and processes, right? Okay. So you have to you have to have systems in order to create efficiencies. I thought right? you'd say that, but are systems more important, or is or is it more important to have talent? You need to have all three, right? So I think it's because you only have three. So like so. So which it's does talent go into that last one? Well, that's the thing. So you don't have anything to bring it back to to our to our summer interns here, Nick and Tanny, who are both working on different on different businesses. Different business units, right? yeah. Without the first part, the craft, right? Mm-hmm. Having having something of value either in them or in other people in our organization already, yeah. right? Who are who can produce the things that we are offering to the marketplace at a high level, they have no basis, right? So just like a lawyer, right? Yeah. A lawyer has to be really good at their craft, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you can be really good at your craft and no one would know about it, right? Yeah, sure. And you wouldn't be able to deliver it in a meaningful way, okay? right? So, so, so those two are obvious. I think I think you're you're dead on. You you have your excellence. You you, you build a table. If there's not a method of telling the world about it and distributing your your message to the world, then you're not going to have anybody to be able to buy the table. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, so if you're if you're a you know if you're a carpenter in Nazareth two thousand years example, ago, right? for example, without right? Amazon, right? Without without a uh, without the internet to distribute your goods, you're probably very good at your craft because your dad taught you how to do it and that's how trades were passed down Uh but your distribution is your town it's whoever comes to you right yeah word of mouth yeah it's the hundred people that you know in your town who are buying your goods right so yep uh, and that's not what we're talking about it's a very crowded marketplace now where you can't just you know we we live in a, a really interdependent global economy. And so you have to be able to tell your story at a high level. Well, the beauty of that is now, now you can amplify your audience. So you can be in Alaska building whatever and, and, and have it distributed to people in China if you want to. And, and there's a, so there's a worldwide market. That's not usually how it works though. It's usually but, but, the Chinese selling us yeah, the things. Or have it manufactured <laughs> in China because you have a great idea in Alaska, whatever, right? Nick is nodding his head and he's saying, he's agreeing with me. So, so I'm totally in agreement with you there. The third one, though, do you have is our talent is talent more important than systems? I want to get into that because I I usually I usually consult folks and say, listen, you probably have a talent issue. The the dis, that where you want to go is going to be bridged by either you becoming more talented. Or are you surrounding yourself with more talented people? Yeah, I think it's another one of those. It's a, it's it's a both and, but at the same time, we I think in in small businesses, which is kind of our niche, you know, when we talk about small businesses, every role is super integral, right? Yeah. So you cannot, you are never going to to be able to fix all your problems if you have low talent with really good systems, right? You're not just manufacturing widgets where, you know, you just need someone to to press a button every once in a while to make sure that the machine is working. Yeah. Your 
your talent will create systems for you sure. in your business, right? They won't be able to function at a really high level and they'll get really frustrated if they don't have the right systems and processes in place. That being said, you as a business owner need to have a system for finding that talent, right? Correct, okay. So it's it can't be, can't be dumb luck. Mm-hmm. Not everyone happens to have a fabulously good-looking younger brother. For that example. They can, for example. Yeah. You know, I don't know many cases like that, yeah. but who they That's can really just... really all you trade on is your good luck. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and my hair yes. as well, which... Uh, I, I'm envious of, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on. So... So you need a You're system. lucky that this is a podcast. <laughs> no one can can see your baldness. You get a face for a podcast. <laughs> so we need a system. Okay, so I'll grant you that. Okay, so you've sold me on the third third one that is you need repeatable, scalable systems and processes, including a system for talent. Yes. Right? And I think this is this is why we taught on this a couple of weeks ago, because most people understand they need talent, but it's a really scary thing and they don't they haven't actually developed the skill of finding talent, of developing talent, mm-hmm. of of leading. Right. Real, what we're really talking about is the skill, the skills around the the leadership habits. Yeah, and also you're you're not going to be able to. You know why it's scary? I mean, it's scary because you have to become a leader that other leaders want to be around. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why it's scary. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not like it's not like oh, there's no one out there. It's I really have to bring my A game on this because other people are depending on me to lead them, right? Yeah. To to bigger and better things. So I think when we talk about talent, I think it's it is fine and good to say you need a system, you need a process for evaluating talent and training talent. Yeah. But if even if you didn't have that and you were an exceptional leader, mm-hmm. people would still find you and follow you. Sure. Well, and that's Yes, I, I, I agree with that. It's really interesting. I want to add one more layer to this because I don't think you can you can't talk about skills in isolation. And as you were just talking, I thought, you know, the only way that you scale a business is you get used to stretching yourself. Right. I think. Yeah. You have to get uncomfortable. You, you have you have to get uncomfortable on a regular basis. You have to yeah. actually force yourself into situations where you're not comfortable. You have to find the solution. You fall. You fall down on your face. You get back up and you keep going. Right. And we'll, we talk about it a lot within within our organizations that unless you're failing on a regular basis, we maybe brought this up last week. The, the goal is to fail, fail fast, fail daily, multiple times, maybe. And that failure is is only because you're trying to move forward faster, right? You could fail backwards, but your forward progress means that you're going to stumble. You're moving your legs that fast. And if you're not failing and getting used to the idea of failure, it's – you're you're up for, you know, sort of a disaster of – of your goals, right? Your goals will not be accomplished unless you're failing towards them. And I think about my kids – my, my, my three boys wrestle and wrestlers have this innate understanding that the way in which they're going to get better is to fight people who are better than them, Mm -hmm. which means that you're going to fail. Right. And so, and so, you know, if you're, if you're constantly wrestling people that you're winning against, it actually doesn't make you better. The best conversations on the way home are, are the ones after they lose in the finals, Right. Once when they win in the finals, 
they they think they're they're untouchable. Yeah, it yeah. actually gets their head. And that's a really dangerous place to be for my kids. It's a real dangerous place for 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 me to be as a business owner as well. To think, gosh, we're we're running away with this. Nobody can touch us, right? Mm-hmm. And so now we're starting to talk about habits, and I don't want to go into that. That's that's going to be right, probably right, next right. week. But I I don't think I, I wanted to draw out the relationship between skills and habits, and I think the skill of the wrestler. And by the way, going back to Plato, you know who who talks about techne, who talks about paideia, the vehicle to get better. Um, he was a wrestler as well, right? It, you know, most Greeks were, I guess. That was kind of the thing to do. And and there's nothing became, else to do. They became great. They 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 worked on the skills that that on a daily basis made their habits better. And when you're on the mat of life, if you will, when you're when you're in the game of life. And and curveballs are thrown at you. You have to, you have to have the habits in place. But those habits don't come without understanding what skills you need in order to develop them on a regular basis to, to chunk away at them. So I, I wanted to sort of make that re- that relationship really really mm-hmm. clear. So when it comes to when it comes to business owners, I like to to bring this back around. This is where it gets really exciting to me. What skills are you working on? At a high level, not, you know, you can work on, you can just work on your craft and forget about your, your media side, right? Mm-hmm. Your distribution method of, of the, of, of getting the word out or forget about the fact that you need talent. We see a lot of folks who have just, who, who don't have a business because they just focus on the craft. The craft is very good mm-hmm. and they have great word of mouth businesses, but because they don't, as a business owner, focus on the three-dimensional reality of being a business owner, right. they never have more than just a practice. Yeah. Which is what, if you just focus on craft, in terms of skills, you only have a You're practice. You're only ever practicing. Well, yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so careful of that, because I think there's yeah. a lot of people who talk about having a business who really don't have a business, they just have a practice. Yeah, to take it personal for a second. I mean, I think that- Don't take it so personal. No, I won't take it so personal. But the business that I created a couple of years ago to help other business owners with their finances is very much, I'm very much in this stage where I'm trying to scale, right? Mm-hmm. And failing. Yeah, I'm like failing here, failing there, shifting, you know, and I'm learning a lot through that process. And I think that a lot of, a lot of business owners, a lot of folks who have practices- get to this stage of uncomfortable mm. and the temptation is, well, this is good enough. Or I'm just shut gonna, it down. I'm, maybe, maybe I'm yeah, just not yeah, meant yeah. to do this. No, no. Yeah. It's like, but it, it, for me, it's actually, it's a real, it's a real learning experience where I say, okay, well, my assumptions about how I, I would scale this or who I wanted on the bus with me in this venture are, are not true or I'm not approaching it the right way or I need to shift my activities, right? Yeah. So I'm not, it, it's definitely slower and I feel myself bumping my head against the ceiling. But every time I bump my head against the ceiling, I know, okay, that's not the route I want to take or I need to get better at this thing. I need to get better at at evaluating who I want to be with me. I need to get better about understanding how I would scale this up, what mm-hmm. my role is in the company, yeah. right? What our, what our lead generation strategy really should be what I thought it could be, what it really should be. 
how I want to scale my knowledge. Yeah. Right. It originally, it was very much like, well, people love me, right? So they'll want to listen to me all the time. Yeah. And I need to hold their hands. No, actually, there's I can hire people to hold their hands on the finances front. Yeah. But I can I can scale up my knowledge by delivering it in a completely different way. Well, and it also changes your job description radically. I think a lot of yeah. people get really, really you get atta- attached, attached to your job yeah, description. You love it. You're like, I'm the guy. I'm the I'm I'm the man. I'm Feels good, good at this. And yeah. people tell you, hey, thanks so much. This is a great call. This is you know, oh, really yeah, appreciate what you're it. doing. It's so much like, better than my last guy. You're the man. Yeah, that's it. But but then you realize that as the word of mouth grows, you 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 either scale and you give other people opportunity mm-hmm. in your business. Yeah. Or you keep it small and, and you just have a practice. And you're yeah, you're the everything. So I'm I think this is very this is this is really, really close to me, not only in our, our ventures under Tower Hill, but you know, in this this other venture. It's so real. It's so real. And it's also the it's also what makes business such an adventure too. Yeah. Like it's it's a you're climbing a mountain. You're always progressing. You're always moving forward. You're always building something. But you're taking one step forward and sometimes two steps back. You're sliding down the mountain. Yeah, well, and it's just the tools that got you to to one one stage of the mountain won't get you up the rest of the mountain. You won't yeah. be able to get, you know, get through the ice part of the mountain just because you were able to climb the foothill. To, to get up to where you wanted to be in the right. first and place. Right, and I think that's where, you know, so we talk about these three skills at the center of the organization, but they have to be supported by knowledge and habits. Yeah, right? you, you cannot stop learning, and you cannot stop practicing. Learning. Well, you can't stop getting better at, at the at the things that, at virtues. Yeah. At those, at those. Simply put. Yeah, those habits that are, that are, are, going to facilitate your growth sounds like aristotle yeah a little bit nice i don't know all right so we start we start with with one greek philosopher and with another this is great mike thank you and so next week we focus let's 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 dig into habits a little bit of of great enterprises great entrepreneurs yeah let's Um, do it that'll be fun and uh i like this rotation good stuff man hey have an awesome weekend you too all right i'll see you see ya thank you for listening to the tower hill podcast Subscribe to our SoundCloud or iTunes for more episodes and visit our website, towerhillrealty.com, for blog posts and more information on our company.